Hey everyone, it's Pastor Mike Adkins, and I want to welcome you to Next Steps, where the teaching pastors of Grace Church help you focus on taking a next step in your spiritual life. If you're not listening there already, I invite you to take a moment to download the free Grace app. It's the best place to hear and share messages and to get connected with what's going on here in the life of our church. Just search Grace Church Orlando in your app store or head to discovergrace.com forward slash app to find it. Pastor Clint Harrison and Pastor Grant Nixon and I hope that these podcast conversations will help you take your next step toward Christ. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Next Steps. We're so glad to be with you today. I'm here with Pastor Clint. Yep. And Pastor Grant. Merry Christmas! Who is a lunatic. And we are so glad <laughs> to be able to be episode, here. Guys? This is the Christmas episode. So here's the, here's the topic that we're going to be dealing with today. How to successfully, because we know it's possible not to successfully do this, but how to successfully navigate Christmas. So one of the things that uh, I'd just like to start us off with is um, when Kelly and I planted Grace um, 16 years ago, one of the things that was challenging was we just really had a lot of stuff to do, yeah. probably just like you. you know, there, None of us are short on um, things to do. Right. That's so one of the I things I want that, you to think anyway. The, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> that's right. We need to give Grant more work. As far as you know. <laughs> so the rest of us work really hard. And for the first three years of the church, it was really a challenge, honestly, um, just trying to get everything done. Yeah. It seemed like there were so many things. And so actually for the first three years, we made a huge mistake. We did have Christmas in terms of presents and things, everything like that, but we really weren't present for it. We didn't have mm -hmm. any family traditions that we did. We didn't go to places. For the most part, it was just a few hours on Christmas morning, and then it was gone. Yeah. And so we felt really bad about that. We felt like we missed out a lot in those first three years. So as we start maybe thinking about this subject, we want to put it in front of you as you're listening to this, that during this Christmas season, make it a season, not a day. Yeah. Make it something that you That's are good. doing with your family, being engaged with them. Go to certain places together. Do things together. Take some time to slow down. We know it's 100 miles an hour. But take some time to slow down and be intentional about your family mm. and about Jesus. You know, can I add a little, like, layer of difficulty to that? Like, so so the 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 layer you laid down of just time. There's just so much to do. There's stuff pulling us every which way. Yeah. Um, like another layer of difficulty for our family was we moved here to Florida, much like every person I've ever met here moved here from somewhere. Yeah. Um, we moved here and then our family traditions were gone. Yep. Cause, cause we didn't have family down I here. I can totally right? relate to that. Yeah. And then on like, and then on top of that, like maybe for you, like maybe it's not that you just moved here, but maybe now you have children in the home or maybe now you're an empty nester. And so the children are out of the home or whatever it is. And, and things have changed, and that that was a difficult thing was for us to try to navigate um, because what Christmas had always been, now we were in this whole new place, and we were worried. We were really worried a couple couple of Christmases ago, like are we are we fully present here or not? You know, because I don't know. There's a lot of things that were kind of like anchors for the way that we celebrated Christmas that were just gone there was no more grandmother's house that's right there was you know what i mean there was no yeah. more like decorating right. cookies there was no more like whatever it was like there was no more whatever we do in in memphis for for christmas you know we just yeah, it, it, it's, it. it speaks to the idea of making sure that your family starts their own traditions you that's know right. wherever you are so that you can you know be present be with them and develop habits especially for your kids right. I and mean, i think this is a big thing for your kids it's good for us too but it's great for the kids to have certain things that they can expect to go through each Christmas season 
so they can look forward to it. Yeah. That's something that Gene and I really had. We didn't recognize it at first, but we went to our parents' house for Christmas every year. And so we had those traditions, and then we were like, oh, we actually have to make our own. We have to think about that. We have to plan for it. We have to, you know, actually do it. And so it was a game changer for us. This was about five years ago. We just said, you know, we don't have any of our own traditions, and they're so important. Our kids are looking for them. Otherwise, we're just going to show up and be like, all right, let's go to this dinner. Let's go over <laughs> here. And we're constantly going, and we're, right. never, we're never there. It really takes some serious thought to intentionally slow down during the Christmas season. Mm -hmm. Because that's not the natural rhythm of Christmas. The natural rhythm of Christmas is just 100 miles an hour, do, 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 go, go, go. We have parties that we're invited to. We have friends that we're supposed to be, you know, from Thanksgiving all the way through Christmas. It seems like you're just going fast. So in a second, I'm going to ask you guys, what are some of your traditions that you have? I'll start with one of ours. We um, We have this tradition every year. Because we grew up in Orlando, um, we didn't want our kids to miss out on snow. And so for the first, I don't know, for, we've done it for a long, long time, but for the first 16 or 17 years of my oldest son's life, he didn't know that snow, he'd never seen real snow. Yeah. So yeah. every year we would go down to Celebration, which is a local you know, community around Central Florida, and they would have this wonderful, wonderful like snow, fake snow that would fall from the sky. And there's hundreds and hundreds of people around. Like soap? Like soap. Like it's, it's that snow, snope. it's that snowy snope, soap right? kind of thing. Yeah. It's not at all slippery. It's right. just, it comes down and it's magical. My kids thought that's what snow is. Yeah. Until we took them to Chicago and we had a big snowstorm and they did the snow angels and it was amazing. Uh, and yeah. now it's not quite so cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's we're not having as magical some, anymore. No. It's like, what is this? Now? So what do you guys do? <laughs> yeah, so uh, we have a we have a couple um, that we have done over the years. I mean, one is we uh, we try to this is going to sound super cheesy, but uh, <laughs> we, we try to give a gift to Jesus. Uh, and so we we think through our lives and, you know, it can be really simple. I actually got this from my wife, Jean. They started out doing it when they were kids and they would do stuff like, hey, gift God. cards or something. Yeah. Gift cards. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Because you don't like what do you buy the guy who like has it all? Who crea- <laughs> created the universe? You don't know. Who created the universe? <laughs> Give an Amazon gift card. <laughs> Owns a cow on a thousand hills. So it would be something really simple, like, you know, I'm going to give you one day a week where I spend time with you as a kid. And it grew into, you know, I'm going to I'm going to give you my mind this year. And so I'm going to focus on how, you know, my mind um, operates and what the things I think about. And and this year, God, I'm going to intentionally give you my mind. And so we've done that uh, for, I don't know, 10 years now. And it's grown from, you know, really uh, fun and sometimes superficial to uh, really meaningful things. And, mm. and so that's we do good. it as their whole family. And so that's that's one of ours. That's cool. Yeah. We um, so we've just like like I said, we, we've almost had to restart our tradition since we moved down here. And I, I think like the main thing is before I tell you what it is, it's just it's just being intentional. Yeah. Like it's just like the days will slip by. Like I can't believe I mean, we are, it is literally almost Christmas. That's right. And I mean, like, it's, for those listening, it's next week. I mean, like, we here we are. Like, it's it's Christmas time. And that's so, like, that's so crazy. Like, the time just slips by. And so we've tried to, I don't even know if you can call it a tradition, since some most of the things we've tried, we've done once, we've done twice. But uh, since we don't have family here on um, on Christmas Day, uh, we will. We try to go someplace. We try to take the kids somewhere. So our our very first uh, Christmas in Florida, we went to the beach 
because we were like, what what is something we would never experience <laughs> Absolutely. in Tennessee on, on Christmas Day? And it was, <laughs> you, you would never go to the beach. So we went to the beach. Um, and it was so cold for the beach like it wasn't like it wasn't winter let me tell you that but it was like it was like 65 and my kids were like we're getting in the ocean and i was like that's yeah all right christmas magic and their their lips were blue you know what i mean and child protective services shut up it was a thing but we like we try to take them somewhere and we're gonna do it again this year and i'm not gonna say what because i know people out there you guys can't keep secrets so uh, but we're gonna do we're gonna take them somewhere again, you know. And so that's that's one of the things we try to do is try to take them somewhere special and try to have like have an experience with them, not yeah, just like cool. uh, here's a gift or whatever. And um, and I don't know it's it's been it's been really important. It, it makes me think a lot about um, and we talked about this earlier, but it makes me think a lot about um, like Mary and Martha. Like Jesus comes to spend time mm-hmm. with them, and Martha is. Like she's full blown Christmas mode, right? Like she's doing everything. She's cooking the meal and she's getting everything ready. Preparations, it, I, yeah. all of that, right? And Mary's like, "I'm gonna connect with Jesus," right? And Jesus ultimately says that Mary has chosen better than Martha. Now, that's not obviously the point of the story is not to say don't prepare things, um, but well, that's what I heard you say. Yeah, I totally <laughs> okay. heard that. Well, too. good, good. Uh, <laughs> but obviously, the point is like prioritizing like the things that matter the most, which is. Which is that connection, and I think about um, I think about in the same way. Like the the best thing I can give my kids is not something off their list. The best thing I can give them is time with me this mm. this Christmas, right? Like that we would spend meaningful time uh, as a family, and that's that we saw that modeled in Jesus. That's how he did ministry. You know, I I think about in Mark, he heals a guy with leprosy, and and he goes, "Hey, don't tell anybody that I healed you." And the guy was like, mm, "Bet," and he goes and tells everybody. <laughs> And they run him out of town. Jesus goes into the wilderness, and it says he can't enter towns openly anymore. Why was Jesus saying, keep your mouth shut about this, right? Was it he shamed what he did? No. But Jesus' ministry depended on the ability for him to actually connect with other human beings. Like, that was his ministry. And he, he would get overrun because of this man's testimony. And so he couldn't do that anymore. Like, that's that's our Jesus. Like, our Jesus is not a savior from a thousand miles away, our Jesus is a very personal savior. Mm-hmm. And so we're created in his image. We're created to connect like that. And so uh, tr- as we set traditions, trying to make traditions that are not that that are not about mainly gift exchange, but instead are mainly about connections. Yeah, with, I think experiences are a big piece of yeah. that whole thing. Yeah. Instead of just things, it's about experiences. We do other things. We have uh, we go to Disney Springs. We love to walk around Disney Springs and check out all the decorations. All those trees they do, that like tree run thing? I've never seen this. Oh, it's phenomenal. Are you serious? No, I've never seen Let's go right now. All right, this has been Next Steps. Thank you for coming to Next Steps. We're going to Disney Springs. For real, Clint. It's amazing. Okay. It's, it is yeah, it's, really great. It's nuts. And we also do the uh, Disney monorail uh, tour, which allows you to go around all the hotels that are on the monorail. So you yeah. can get on the monorail, get off at the next hotel. We've actually done that so often just to take a look at all the decorations in the in the hotels, which are fantastic. But we've done yeah. that so often. Now we actually invite staff and staff comes with us. Uh, I mean, the ones that we like. Come I was with us. Say, have you ever and, been invited, uh, Clint? <laughs> <laughs> Me either, man. This is an awkward. You know, there's only three of us. <laughs> so this is kind of weird. I'm going to piss off you over here. Right. Yeah. So, anyway, you. like I said, the ones we like, and uh, so we actually go on that with them sometimes, and it's when a lot you, of fun. When you stop at the Grand Floridian, can I ask you a yeah. question? When you stop at uh, the Grand Floridian, the people who are actually staying there, do you think that they can tell that you don't belong there? 
Like I get that feeling. Like like we're walking around. I'm like they know. Like we're the freeloaders. They right. know. We're, like, we're like, oh, they we know. actually didn't pay to stay here. <laughs> they, but we're gonna take up your seat and listen to the music. They're so, walking around. Cool. They're like, we know it's okay that you're here, but yeah. we know that you're not supposed to be here. Yeah, that's right. Like they can smell the Griswold on me. You know what I'm saying? They're like, nah. You get back yeah. your station wagon. No, but it's a, it really is a wonderful time though. It's awesome. You know, because it's again, it's it's just walking around, being with your family, and Kelly and I are the masters at doing things for free. Mm. Mm. Finding things that are free that are awesome to do. You have to send me that list. Yeah, I like yeah, it. We need the yes, list. For yeah, sure. I, we do need a list here. So, if we're going to successfully navigate Christmas, then I think one of the things that goes without saying is that we don't want to end Christmas in any kind of regret. Mm. And one of the things that we hear people talk about after Christmas is how much debt they get into. Because yeah. that's a huge issue. Because again, this is a function of whether or not we believe Christmas is all about the gift or if it's about the relationship. Mm-hmm. And you know, for us as Christians, it really is about the most fundamental relationship, and that mm-hmm. is the relationship with Jesus. That's right. So as we celebrate his birth, we're remembering back on all the goodness that the Father gave to us, the gift of Jesus. But that gift was a relational gift. And there's nothing wrong with giving your kids stuff. We love, I, I love yeah, right, giving my right. kids stuff, just like you guys do. Yeah, right. But at the end of the day, the question becomes, do we give in such a way that it ends up costing us so much in the next year? Mm. So January, February, March, April, we're paying off Christmas. It feels like in those months, people are filled with regret as to what happened. Mm, yeah. And I think if we're going to successfully navigate Christmas, you don't want regret. When we follow like biblical wisdom, right. then we're not going to become slaves to lender just to give a just to give extra gifts or just to or to keep I mean, up with the Joneses. Or to keep up or, with the Joneses. Yeah. I mean, if we're if it's we're honest, right, like if any if you go talk to anybody in any of our congregations right now and you just say to them, Hey, if you were to lose a hundred dollars, like one hundred dollars this week would you be able to feed your family? Like, would you lose your home? They'd right. be like, no, nah, I mean, it would it would suck, but like, yeah. I'd lose yeah. I'd be fine. Right. I'd be like, well, then don't spend more than $100 on your presents for, for, the, for your kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, live within your means and honor your family and like, and honor the Lord. And you don't suffer the consequences. Like, that's, his wisdom is there for our joy, right? Yeah. Like, to protect us. And we were talking at our Grace community about this, and we were actually talking about the Christmas offering. Uh, that that we're collecting even right now, and, yep. and I hope everybody listening. I hope you're praying about it now, how you can participate. Right. And yeah. um, but we were talking about it in our grace community, and we were saying that for us to give, you know, there's there's not there's not a number. There's no, like like Jesus doesn't say, "Hey, give twenty percent of your income, and we're good." No, he's like, "It's all right. mine." Right. So you're gonna have to walk with me and walk with wisdom, and we're gonna figure this out together. And so we were reading, like C.S. Lewis said, he said, I think the safest bet is to give more than, than is comfortable to give. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, I think that's, right. what, that's how our generosity should mark us. So we sure. were talking about the Christmas offering. We all said, I think you should be able to look at our family Christmases and how we celebrate and how we spend money on each other. And you should be able to point at things that we didn't do as a family or we didn't give each other because we chose to be generous to the church. Yeah. We chose to be generous to this cause. Mm, like, strong. And that's so strong. that's one of the things we've been trying to figure out as a family. And, and I'm telling you guys right now, we still are. We're so praying as a family right now about the yeah. Christmas offering is that we want to give a gift that you can, before God, you can look at us and say, 
what's missing? Yeah. What did you guys not do as a family or what did you sacrifice? But see, that's, that's, that goes back to last week's podcast, right? Where we're talking about priorities. We're talking mm. about how to establish those priorities and they're in concert with our values. That's right. And because we value God's church and we value being a part of that, this Christmas season, we're not going to make it all about ourselves. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that actually marks followers of Jesus is that our lives are not about ourselves. Yeah. Our lives are about something bigger than ourselves. And so, Pastor Grant, I think one of the great things, I mean, I think everything that you said right there is just dead on. Yeah. You know, we're going to see in our lives something different as a result of our generosity. Yeah. yeah. But big hearted generosity is like that. It's not self protective, it is mission centric. That's right. And so, I don't know. I mean, as, as we think through the Christmas holidays right now, how can we be mission centric during the Christmas holidays? Mm. Yeah. So, that's another one of our traditions that we've tried to make <clears throat> is that we, we try to, once out of December, uh, find a place where we can go and either serve food as a family mm. or, Love you know, do something that's just outside our family uh, and people who aren't getting a gift on a Sunday. Or, you know, we give a gift to somebody or hand something to somebody in person. We try to make it personal for our kids to where we're going and handing something to somebody saying, hey, we love you. We're, we just wanted to give this gift to you and see them be emotionally moved and have my kids be a part of that. Man, that's, uh, that's so awesome. We, we yes. were just talking about, like, you know, we do different angel tree things and things like that. And we, in the same way, I want my kids to be able to look at other people in the face. It's one thing, to like, when they fill the shoebox or whatever. Like, that's fun for them. Yep. But I, I do. I want them to be able to to look at this person who's just like them. Yep. And one, like, be grateful to God that they had an opportunity to help them. And, and then two, to, like, be able to relate to this person that they wouldn't have met otherwise, right? Yeah. Like, what a... What a great thing! So we're looking into the exact same thing. So yeah. you guys do that every year? So we haven't we haven't done it since we've moved here. Oh, okay. but yeah, that's that's one of our goals. That's one of our things that we try to build in. Um, the other one is uh, actually I really like what y'all are saying. Since we've gotten here at Grace, uh, just been really challenged in the idea of us giving sacrificially, and so I've actually started talking to my kids about that. And saying, like, they'll say, hey, I want, you know, this or I want that. And I'll say, you know, let's pray about that. We're going to talk about it. You know, you might get it and you might not. And you know why you might not get it? It's because we might give it to somebody else. Yeah. And we might be generous to somebody else. And just to get them thinking about it so they consider, oh, it's not just about us, you know. Because a lot of people don't have uh, very much on Christmas. And so for us to be able to sacrifice and say, we're going to, we're going to, intentionally shift yeah. what we're going to give to ourselves yep. to somebody else makes a huge difference. Yep. I'll have the kids sometimes ask me for things and they'll say, can I get this? Can we afford this? And I'll say, yes, we can afford this, but we're not going to get this. Yeah. Because I think there's also something to not receiving everything that you want. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a delayed gratification that comes from that. And again, going back to kind of like experiences mm-hmm. versus, yeah, you know, good. stuff because stuff is just here for the moment. Experiences go with you. So whether you're, serving other people during Christmas or you're creating those family oriented kinds of experiences. I think that tends to be more valuable in the long run Mm -hmm. than just some stuff because I mean, we know that in March and April and, you know, and and so forth, many of those products that we buy are going to be gone. I mean, just think about like the, the biggest gifts you got as a kid. I think I can name, like I got an N64 one time. I think that's like that's the only thing I can remember. You know what I mean? And think about like how much my parents sacrificed yeah. to get me all these things and like I don't remember any of it. My disc man was pretty amazing. Your disc man. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Was legit. Yeah. I had a I had a, oh, you know what? I had a talk boy from Home Alone 2. Remember the yeah. talk boy? Yeah. 
that he used to use? Pastor Mike, your age is showing. <laughs> <laughs> Those were so cool. Those were really so right? Cool. The yeah, talk yeah. boy. We're going to watch what Home is Alone a talk 2 boy? later. Uh, Macaulay Culkin, he used, it was like a little okay, hand enough. recorder that's, with no, cassette okay. tape. Oh, we, just, we just mentioned Macaulay Culkin. Not either. <laughs> it's all downhill all right. from here. Greatest movies ever made. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right, no. though. Experiences, like chasing yeah. those experiences mm-hmm. with right. our families. Because, again, again, like created in the image of God, we're created to be <laughs> relational. We're created to connect with one another. All right. Well, I think we've come to the end of our time. Um, yep. We hope this has been helpful for you. Um, we hope that this Christmas you have a very, very intentional time with your families. We hope that you guys are blessed. We love you guys. We're so grateful for you. This is Pastor Mike. And Pastor Clint. And Pastor Grant. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, you guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope to see you this weekend at a Grace campus near you. Get all the details and more resources at discovergrace.com.